there have been many times during our planet's history when energetic shifts have occurred and where all denote a measure of significance, not only to the planet, but to us as a species, some carry more of an acute influence than others. The upcoming year of 2020 and the energy signature it represents is one such case. But why is this so? And how might we as humans integrate the energies into our own lives, both individually and collectively? Who better to explain this dynamic than spiritual teacher, author, and someone referred to as the Palladian Ambassador, Christine Day? Christine shares with us some very powerful yet simple techniques that will help naturally align us with these upcoming energies. Despite the great challenges that continue to plague us on a mass scale, Christine says that this is a time of transmutation, using our innate abilities to literally alchemize the tumult into triumph and anchor ourselves and our world into the higher dimensional aspects that are right in our midst. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome to Higher Journeys for the very first time, Ms. Christine Day. Many of you out there may be familiar with Christine's work for over two decades, sharing her wisdom and knowledge from the Palladians. In listening to some of what Christine has been sharing with the world of late, I think many of you will find her messages particularly powerful and inspirational at this time. Given the fact that here in this 3D experience that we all share in common, these times have been exceedingly challenging, no doubt. So many of us are questioning our own lives and our significance, both in the individual as well as the collective experience. And most importantly, why things have been so difficult right now. I think many of us sense something big is on the horizon, but may not be able to quite put their finger on what's actually happening. This is where Christine comes in. After listening to her distinct distillation of what these times represent, I dare say that we have nothing to worry about. In spite of the tumult that seems to be taking up so much of our time and space, there is something truly magnificent that's occurring right now. And we can and must fully plug into this powerful energy. Right, Christine? This is so right, Alexis. Um, you know, there's so much illusion out there right now and so much drama and the Pleiadians have been talking about this for a long time. They said at the beginning of this year, 2019, that the drama would accelerate and it will continue to accelerate right up to New Year and beyond. And they are not wrong. There has been a tremendous amount of drama and playing out of density um, and the ego um, on the Earth plane right now, all over the planet. So, you know, we're... We have that in our own lives as well, and it's just part of the time, part of the big transition and transmutation that's taking place on the planet right now. Mm. I've heard you use that word transmutation a lot uh, in, in this context. I haven't heard it that much in this context. What, why is that word so important, transmutation? Or, or well, it's extremely essential right now because whether you're, you're aware of it or not, the people out there that are listening to this, there's a huge um, expansion of light coming onto our earth plane. Now, that energy, that light of consciousness, of God light that is anchoring on the planet is creating in us tremendous transformation and transmutation. 
the essence of our God light is been, has been released and opened up and it's coming into the heart cells of our own bodies. Now, as this energy comes in, the denser old emotional issues from the past are starting to shake inside of us. Anything that has not been resolved inside of us in our lives, we're having to deal with right now. Hmm. And that creates a lot of turmoil because whatever's inside of us unresolved, the universe sends to us in the form of some sort of play out in our lives, not as a punishment, but as a support so that we can feel it and let it go right. and heal ourselves to be liberated. But not everyone's aware of this process, well, which makes yeah. it very difficult sometimes. Yeah, that's that was so articulate. And I, I understand that. Um, I, I, I'll, I'm given an image that's a little a little gross, <laughs> like scum rising to the top. You can't scrape it until it comes to the top, whatever it is, our stuff. Um, but it has to come to the surface in order for us to first recognize it and then and hopefully transmute it. I love that word, actually. Well, it's our cells that are transmutating, Alexis, too, because during this process, we are being transformed back into the sacred form of ourselves. There's two parts of us, the human ego mind that's third dimensional, and our sacred natures are fully intact just beyond the veil. So it's, we're fully intact. There's nothing to stop us right now from moving beyond the veil and reaching to realign to that sacred part of ourselves. And there's nothing we need to change in ourselves in order to be ready. As the Pleiadians would say, you're perfectly imperfect with your humanness. <laughs> and we don't have to wait for our perfection to evolve, which is impossible being human. We're not going to be able to do it perfectly or get it right. So it's about opening up to self-acceptance of our imperfection. Mm -hmm. And that way we start to transition and realign to that higher self, the sacred nature of ourselves that's just waiting for us because it's a very large part of us. Mm -hmm. It's a part of our natural makeup. Sure. I've heard you say that before, this idea of imperfection and embracing that. That's not to, to condone the things that we do wrong and continue to do them wrong. But this idea of perfection, I, I will tell you, I'll share with the audience as well, that I have never been aligned with an, the idea of perfect. Because to me, perfect implies finished or completed. And, and we're never complete. We're never completed. <laughs> That's right. It's constantly in motion. So I yeah. do resonate with that idea. I hope the, the journeyers, I call my audience the journeyers, I hope they do as well. Well, you know, because that lie was put out there, it's kept us in separation with ourselves because we feel failures, not good enough, because we try to get it right, try to do it perfectly, and we can't. We keep making mistakes. We could get angry. We do, you know, make mistakes. You know, we're not perfect and about when we move into that feeling of self-acceptance of our imperfection, it's a huge burden that falls away and we start to then live differently. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that our audience is very much aligned with these philosophies and I'm sure working diligently or just being in that space and understanding that not only intellectually but uh, on a visceral level. But Christine, there are so, look, we've got seven and a half, maybe more billion people on this planet, many of which are oblivious to these ideas 
what about them at this very critical time that are not at all in tune with what we're talking about here? How will they be affected, if at all? Well, the, Ple- the Pleiadians always say to me, everyone on this earth plane pre-agreed to be here at this time. Not one person on this earth plane are here by chance. Now, there's a lot of playouts going on across the planet, and every one of us has placed us where we need to be to complete certain items that we need to complete of this third dimensional experience. There's no right or wrong. There's no such thing as death. So everyone's just having their experience, some different than others, but one not more than the other. They can't be measured as one being more than the other. Mm. And that's what we need to remember. The Pleiadians say that there are those of us on the path that are awake right now and we're we're doing our work. <laughs> we're forging the path forward for humanity, for the rest of humanity on this earth plane. And they say at a certain moment, we on the path will unfold and awaken sooner than those who are not awake. But ultimately, everyone on this earth plane will simply, it's like awakening from the dream, Hmm. they will just awaken and remember who they are within their master selves. Hmm. That's powerful. And the whole Hmm. energy of the planet will transform at that time. Now, people like ourselves, it feels like we've been working and struggling on lots of levels and, Hmm. and, and trusting and moving along. And we may say, well, that's not fair that they just get to awaken. But the fact is that's what we said yes to in the journey, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we would come here and be the way showers and we would create the energetic grids and hold the energy of the planet in a certain way and interact with the galactic community, with with the masters, the light beings, the angels, to prepare the way for this transition in readiness for the rest of humanity to awaken at the right moment. Hmm. That's a tall order for for those of (laughs) us that came here too. And I do feel in a sense that many of us came here in agreement, perhaps even those that are oblivious, agreed to come here in oblivion. (laughs) That is true, Alexis. Many of us do not remember the pre-agreements, but that does not mean they don't exist. It just means that we need to absolutely accept the fact, trust the fact that we did say yes to being here and that we can really let go and open up to the energy of those pre-agreements. And some of those pre-agreements involved the support with with the spiritual realms, with the galactic community. We can call that support forward at any time and start utilizing that. Right. Let's talk about that more, calling that support forward. I mean, there's so many iterations of that message, you know, speaking with your guides or recognizing them and working mm-hmm. with them and or the angels, depending on what perspective you come from. Do you feel that uh, at this time, this very powerful energetic time that we're living in, that they're easier to call forward? Are they more... I- They are absolutely readily available, but the problem is that people themselves disconnect from those connections. You have to be in your heart space. You can't be in your ego mind Mm. trying to think those people to you because the ego mind is third dimensional. 
you have to be connected into the heart space to have the full direct experience of that reconnection. And so people leave their hearts and go to their mind and try and work it out through the ego mind. And we have to move beyond third dimension to fourth, fifth, sixth dimension within our heart space to really start to have the direct experience of those re- those pre-agreements and reconnections. Hmm. You've talked about the heart space quite a bit, and I resonate with that uh, in, in really feeling that the heart is an intelligent entity in and of itself. And I know that you've talked about a meditation, if we can just go right there, uh, that you say doesn't require uh, a lot of work in the classical sense of meditation anymore, that if we work with the multidimensional mind, I believe you call it, of the heart, we can go there. Can, can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, it's so important because what I call the heart is our own multidimensional tool. And it's the pathway back to our sacred nature, our, the higher realms where there is truth, peace, understanding, clarity, and so it's so simple. It's not a difficult process, but if you work with the ego mind, it's an impossible process. You have to be willing to bring your hand to the heart space and let your awareness come in and start engaging with this multidimensional source that is yours. The Pleiadians say you are who you've been waiting for. And that is totally true. It's our higher nature that we are supposed to ultimately reconnect to. And when you connect through the heart, you connect to that part of yourself, to the multidimensional realms. And then you become the very center of the universe. And you start to allow that energy to arise through you. And from there, everything can be accessed. And it can be done step by step. It doesn't have to be done all at, time, all at once, Alexis. People get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It's about choosing one moment a day, maybe five minutes. And as you connect into your heart cells and just open up with what the Pleiadians call the conscious breath, which is a breath in and out the mouth that bypasses the ego mind and links you directly into your heart cells. Mm-hmm then every cell in your body begins to transform with that one minute of reconnection. And then it's accumulative. So after a while, when you touch your heart, you're simply there and you spend more time reconnection to the sacred that you are rather than being with the ego mind and with the illusion and the suffering and the struggle and the fear. Which seems seems so uh, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off but no, as okay. I'm listening to you I'm trying I'm, I'm breathing hopefully the microphone's not picking it up breathing in and out through the mouth because we often hear in through the nose and out through the mouth and I'm sure that has its own benefit but is there something well it actually has different? no benefit no because what you okay. do is when you breathe through your nose the conscious breath is not done all the time it's not a breath that's used all the time it's done purposefully purposefully when you want to let go and come into your heart so you just take a breath in the mouth and out the mouth and bring your awareness into your heart as you hold it and bring that breath in like a soft wind right through your heart space Mm -hmm. and then just open your awareness and just be just be and then 
a few minutes later, you can take another conscious breath. And what that does is it opens you and takes you directly out of your ego mind and brings you to the multidimensional aspect of the higher realm of your heart. This is your heart, your heart's desire, your conscious choice to come in and align through the heart space and come home to yourself, come home to you. That is where everything exists in reality, all truth, because you align or realign to the God light, that God consciousness state that exists through all life force within this resident universe. Hmm. And that is nothing more glorious than that. It's simple and it's truth, not your truth, not someone else's truth. It's simply truth. Mm -hmm. And you can start to really open into the essence of that pure love. I know all of us, well, I can't obviously speak for everyone, but this sort of momentary, you can't even calculate it in time. This experience has happened to people before, not intellectually understanding it or forcing it but allowing it to happen i've had that feeling yeah it's it can happen in moments it's like right now alexis we have moments of struggle and separation in third dimension but then we have moments where we all of a sudden just have a knowing Mm -hmm. a, 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 a feeling of love of peace of of just feeling oh my gosh everything is just perfect just as it is so we transmit transfer from third to fourth to fifth maybe have another moment of a human separation in third Mm. you know where this is what we've been doing for a while sure right right but now is the time that we need to stabilize beyond third dimension within the fourth fifth sixth dimensional realms and upwards and it's done easily because the veils are lifting. Yes. And it's making it so easy for people to navigate their way back to their sacred hearts, right back to their higher selves, into those higher realms. I get the sense that what we're really doing is not vanishing the 3D, but rather integrating the higher dimensional energetic signatures into what we think is the 3D. That's the transmutation that I'm seeing. That that is part of the transmutation, and the cells are going through that transmutation. The cells, the electrical energy in our brain is opening up. We have centers in the brain reopening that haven't been utilized in this lifetime for telepathic communion, Mm. telepathic communication. There's a lot of new, or not, there's nothing new here. It's about reconnection, reunion, remembering. And it's it's like a natural realignment to ourselves. But only we can be the ones to initiate it. Sure. The Pleiadians are saying to me, you know, and the spiritual realms, because I work with all of them, they're saying we can set up the energy to a certain point, but ultimately you individually as a human being have to take those steps. We can't do it for you. And the action of reconnection to your heart takes you into those multidimensional realms of reconnection. It's a very simple process and one that is 
you know, people, um, you know, it's so simple, it seems difficult for many. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Well, we're indoctrinated into complexity is what really makes things happen here. And I think it couldn't be uh, more inaccurate. Uh, yeah, I had a question that I just I, there's so many I have. And by the way, I, none of them are ones that I had planned. Like we said, prior to <laughs> going on the air, we said we're going to let this go where it needs to go for the benefit of all of you out there listening. And I hope you're getting something out of it. I know I certainly am. Let's talk about emotion as we're talking so much about the heart. And we obviously equate uh, the heart, many of us, with the state of emotion. And I've always felt that a deep sense of emotion, whether it's a tumultuous or, you know, anger or euphoria, the stronger it is, the more, I, I like to think of it as a carrier wave. It makes things happen. So, you know, emotion has high creation energy to it. And the mm. Pleiadians really encourage the use of emotion. People are afraid because society has programmed us that anger is not okay, and even laughter and joy is not that okay. You know, they don't really want to see you that joyful. <laughs> you know, kind of they want you in a neutral zone, not joyful, not too sad, you know, something they can deal with. But the fact is that we are, um, to be emotional is to be alive. And you know, one emotion's not more than the other. We've learned to judge, like anger, rage, hatred is bad, and and love and light is good. And and actually, it's it's really has no relevance. The the content of your emotion doesn't define you anyway. It's just a momentary expression of a feeling that's coming up inside of you that needs to be or needs to be expressed, and that's healthy. That is healthy. And um, so, you know, the emotion and energy is connected to the heart. The heart is an emotional tool on one level. It's also an, a, a multidimensional tool for the spiritual part of ourselves. It's an emotional tool for the human part of ourselves. And the Pleiadians, are, you know, the most, they have really taught me a lot about my humanness more than anything else, because they've allowed me, they've really encouraged me to embrace my authenticity, my human element, mm -hmm. and to hold myself with love and compassion. And I've I've really been able to transform my relationship with myself, with my human part. Because as the love of my higher self has evolved through me, I've been able to hold my human part with love and compassion and patience. And I've taken a lot of time to get to know the idiosyncrasies of my humanness mm -hmm. and learn to love that part of myself. And that is what we're being asked to do as part of our enlightenment process. It's not about the human part being pushed aside, the ego mind being pushed aside. We're meant to have the human experience in Absolutely. this lifetime mm -hmm. as we awaken. It's not one or the other. But as we awaken into our enlightenment, that human part can be nurtured and loved by the sacred that we are. I love that. And, mm -hmm. and held with the love and compassion that we didn't receive maybe growing up or, you know, just being in society. Mm -hmm. We can give it to ourselves and, and start being becoming much more healthy, emotionally healthy, through the love of ourselves. It and is that, so... There's nothing greater than that. Right. I agree with you. And as I listen to your, and I told you off air, I love listening to your voice, Christine. It's so soothing and there's such a depth to it. So as you're saying these things, I'm thinking... 
you know, it is easy, but this is coming from me. And then, you know, there are other people that are saying, <laughs> well, but I can't stand this about myself. And I was always told you'll never amount to anything. I mean, there's so yes. much self-talk not that's good going, enough to be loved. Right. And you're, you it, know, and, and, and there are the messages we received. I did too. I was in a cult ritual abuse as a child, hmm. terribly abused and had to come back from that and heal from that. And so the messages I got about myself were very, very negative, very, very um, destroying, destructive of my core, of my belief about myself. And so what you have to do is look at and make a list of all the things you're holding against yourself, all the things you believe yourself to be, and, and just start breaking them down and seeing where those messages came from. Mm-hmm. And 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 knowing, as the Pleiadians said to me over and over as I was healing, you've done the very best you could in each moment of time. And this is not about perfection. It's about having a direct experience through your choices. And then there are no wrong decisions and no wrong choices that you can make. The choices you make lead you to the experiences you need to have in order to learn. And you've come here for the learning experience. And and so you start to pull yourself apart and see what you write on those lists. Some of them have no basis for reality at all. Mm-hmm. And you start to open up like this knot, this ball of twine that you've knotted yourself into and start to let the threads loosen a little. And as you do that and use the conscious breath, that's great to use as you're letting go. That ball of twine starts to just unravel. And then one day Jesus Christ came to me and said, when are you going to take yourself off the cross? (laughs) You've placed yourself on a cross and you're the only one who can take yourself down. And you're supposed to, as your mission, resurrect yourself in this lifetime. And once he said that, I knew he was right. That was when I made the list and started to unravel myself. And then one day I turned around and there was the cross just burning on the ground. Hmm. And it was a liberating moment where I realized I didn't have to resolve everything that was inside of me. I just had to loosen the ball enough for the for the ball of twine just to go limp, you know, to, to mm-hmm. collapse. And then everything fell away. So, you know, we can take these steps towards ourselves, not all the time, not perfectly, but just moments of changing the way we deal with ourselves, the way we talk to ourselves, and just hold even a one moment of love and compassion for ourselves shifts the old cycles of self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. It, it, you'll never be the same again because that cycle is broken forever and that energy changes right through every cell in your body when you do that. Just a moment, just one moment you're saying? Yes, one moment. Not sustained because I, I no. suppose, you know, it would be difficult to do that through habituation, but... One moment in time. One moment in is time. all that you need to do one moment a week of complete acceptance yeah and say Mm -hmm. i'm okay Mm -hmm. i've done the best i could and that's enough i am enough 
That's powerful. Yeah. We have heard. Yeah. Oh, it it certainly is. But we've got to do it. Got to get off the hamster wheel, folks, and and do it. We either do or we don't. It's up to each one of us to step forward. And you can either say yes or no. And that's okay because you're allowed to choose whether you continue to suffer or not. Mm. We choose the moment that we let go of the suffering. That was the question I had planned on asking. I think I'll bring that back in. And and maybe it's a bit of a naive question, Christine, but is suffering fully self-inflicted? It actually is because we get to choose how we interpret the moment to be. And generally suffering is connected to wanting something to be different than it is. And if you can accept that you have co-created every experience to learn and meet the experience rather than wanting to push it away, when you do that, the situation can change because you take full responsibility yes. and you're not a victim. While we say stay victim, we suffer. Mm-hmm. And so it's sometimes hard to let go of being a victim, especially if you've played it out most of your life. It's what you're comfortable with. Right. It's a safety net. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's an insulation. There's a, pay- there's a payoff for everything. Absolutely. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got to look at yourself or not. You know, it, as long as I look at myself, I let everyone else be any way they need to be because that's their right. It's not about fixing anybody else. My focus is on me and I work with unfolding myself. That's my commitment of self, no, self-introspection. And it brings joy and liberation to me as I unravel myself. Mm -hmm. And to me, there's nothing more than that to do, nothing more exciting, nothing more um, compelling. And gentle and powerful. The paradox is there, folks. It's, you know, people talk about do your spiritual work. And I have to tell you, I've always had, I never took issue with the statement per se, but what does that mean? What denotes spiritual work? Well, what you're talking about to me is the epitome of working spiritually. Sacred sacred work. Absolutely. That's that's what we've been called to do right now, not bringing our attention on saving the planet or saving any other individual. But we are a gift to the world when we do our inner work. So saving, bringing my unique divine aspect to humanity just by being is enough. And as I transform and fine tune that within myself, I shine brighter. Mm-hmm. And that is all that needs to be there. You I, know, I keep hearing transmutation again. It is transmutation. I, d- I keep I hearing what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've always yeah. said we are alchemists at our core. We are alchemists. All of us. We have. We certainly have that that potential, though dormant it may be. Well, so. it doesn't have to be dormant, Alexis. If you start aligning to your heart, and I'm talking to the people out there, not you, um, you know, you start to link into your magic. Yes, it's not very far away, especially with the bales that have lifted right now and leading into 2020. There's going to be a whole lot of other levels of veils lifting to allow you to align to your magic and your heart's desire and start becoming a manifester of your own heart's desire through your heart. I mean, what's better than that? Let's talk about that. You just provided the perfect segue for me, Miss Day. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, let's talk about what's going to be happening 2020. I mean, it's all the buzz. And of course, we have these significant dates that have occurred throughout our history. It seems like there are a lot more of them right now. But I do have a sense uh, that 2020 is going to be quite the year numerologically in just even saying 2020, the the the, the double uh, but the, there's so much more going on. And we're going to talk about where you and I are going to be together during that time. Yes. But tell us what's happening. Give those who are completely oblivious right now. Not many of my right. audience are. I think they know kind of what's going on. But tell us how uh, what's happening for those that don't in 2020. Well, at the time of New Year, there is going to be a huge um, opening revelations of light coming onto the planet, a high frequency of God consciousness light that has not entered the earth plane before. This high frequency of light is going to open up a, a new consciousness, um, God, uh, a, a new collective consciousness for mankind, and especially for those of us who are awake. And it's, it's you know, it's going to do two things. It's going to illuminate the earth and the earth's energy and the magnetic core of the earth is going to expand at that moment. It's going to be carrying a much higher uh, energetic pulse. And so the alignment to the magnetic core is going to shift. Earth is going to reposition itself in relationship to the sun. Mm-hmm. Now understand the sun is, is the mirror of the God of God's of the God light, the God seed of power, it carries the frequency within its rays of the God light, and Earth is going to shift in its perspective, in its relationship to to the Sun, and so we are going to be receiving this high frequency of light onto our Earth plane from the Sun, and the energy of that repositioning is actually not going to go back to its original position. It's going to stay fixed in that position with this high frequency of divine light coming onto the planet for our awakening. But it's not only going to awaken the planet, it's going to bring and unearth a density, a further density that's within people, hidden. It's going to unveil a lot of chaos and create a lot of that drama to accelerate even further. And that's not to frighten anybody, because what the Pleiadians are saying about that is it's it's the time, it's part of the destiny of the transition of Earth. We move into a new era, a new phase of the new dawning energy. And that new dawning energy is for this density to leave planet Earth so that the Earth will move into another level of its transition. But the pulse on Earth, the energetic resonance that is pulsing through Earth will shift at such a rate at 2020 that we will be reorientated to within our resident universe because the pulse within the resident universe is going to shift to such a, a, a level that Earth is going to start resonating for the first time at that higher level of resonance with the rest of the resident universe for the very first time ever. Mm -hmm. This puts us in direct alignment for communion with the galactic community. And this is going to be profound, a profound changing element with the awakening for those of us on the path here on, on the Earth. Sure. 
I can see that. And I can also see where the tumult, Christine, may uh, accelerate. As, I, as you're describing this, I'm seeing what the Earth is doing, what the planet is doing, what it's supposed to do at this time. Uh, I think of something like the Schumann Resonance, where we're looking at the, the frequency of the planet that seems to be, it's reported, fluctuating greatly. I mean, massive shifts. And yeah. yet, we who I really feel are supposed to be constantly in alignment with the same pulse of the Earth, if that's not happening, and now you're you're describing what's to come, yet another great shift in its frequency. If we are out of alignment, out of resonance with that, the natural result would be tumult or, or challenge until we understand that Huge we've got challenge. to. Yes, I can see and, that. And, and the Pleiadians are saying as long as we stabilize within our heart space, yes. that our heart cells will actually be resonating at the same rate as the earth and the resident universe. It will shift at that time in alignment with the magnetic core of our earth plane. Mm -hmm. But we need to consciously choose to move into our hearts and open through that alignment. And then we can stabilize. We will be able to stabilize and anchor ourselves within, you know, outside of the drama, within the element of that truth and that communion energy. And the God seed of power within the resident universe is going to open on another level at that time. So the hierarchy within our resident universe with the God consciousness state will be accelerating because planet Earth is finally transforming and aligning. It's the last planet on, in our resident universe to do this. Really? And it will take place at 2020. Let's talk about Uluru. <laughs> because I'm I'm staring at the word right in front of me. This is where you and I will both be. We're going to talk about that toward the end of the show, which we're fast approaching. But you're talking about the heart. We know that there, we've got these chakras in our body, just like the planetary body has its. And again, they're to be they, they should be in alignment. But you're talking about the heart. There's also this solar plexus that yep. Uluru is said to be the solar plexus of our planet. Let's talk about how the heart and solar plexus connect and why the solar plexus is so important, uh, the solar plexus of our planet as well as ourselves in 2020. Well, solar plexus is directly linked through our heart. And as um, you choose to engage actively through the heart cells with the conscious breath, be aware that your solar plex is birthing and opening itself to a full alignment to your heart space. It's actually an extension of the heart. Mm -hmm. It's We know it's the seed of the personal power, and as you choose to re-engage, it's an active conscious choice alignment or realignment to your heart space, to your multidimensional tools the solar plex begins to open almost like the bud of a flower opening to the sun. Mm -hmm. Understanding that as you open through the heart and the solar plex opens out, you become like a transmitter. It's like a satellite dish that opens through the solar plex and works directly through those frequencies of brilliance that exist within the sun's rays. So the sun carries the mirror of our unique brilliance. And it's been playing a very strong role this year on the planet 
with um, transformation and transmutation of our cells. But the solar plexus is designed this year to just spiral outwards and expand outwards through the heart and as the heart opens. So that's how I see it. That's what I've been showing energetically. Mm-hmm. So we will be in Uluru. I'm going to go ahead and plug it right now at the Cosmic Consciousness Conference, the 11th through the 13th of January 2020. I believe the 12th is a very key date in this regard. We will be there in Uluru. Um, what do you foresee? And we talked about this off off air you can't really expect, we don't know what to expect, but there's something that is going to blossom in this regard, I I feel, while we're there. What do you think uh, is going to happen? Alexis, I've been getting very clearly, because understand, the Pleiadians settled around, they were instrumental in bringing in that rock of Uluru. Yes. Like they were the pyramids in Egypt. And they have caves at the base of Uluru. They were part of this this destiny, this this prophecy, energy. And so I got very strongly by the Pleiadians that this Saturn-Pluto uh, con- uh, conjunction is going to create the window of the dream time, the, the, the 10th to the 16th dimensional space of the dream time to open like a corridor of light so that there will be a like an axis, a full axis, alignment of an axis at the rock, um, at that space, and it's going to stay open for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I see it as monumental proportions sure. of transformation. And, uh, you know, I think we can expect it's going to affect, of course, worldwide it will interact with all the sacred sites around the world as this corridor opens mm-hmm. but the energy of the dream time is is incredibly magnificent you know it's it's beyond um what many of us know right. and understand and so i've been picking up this energy and witnessing the energy that's coming i see energies ahead of time and it's like this huge kind of tornado, a corridor, but it's a tornado mm-hmm. that is flowing from the heavens down around Uluru. It's it's a profound energetic, right. and it's going to strongly affect all of those. And I, I was told I, that's the reason I was to come this 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 to this conference, partly to be here for this reconnection and it is reconnection and reunion mm-hmm. for so, many of us there right oh sure and uh, as we again spoke for a little bit offline i told you about my visit pr- uh, last year to uluru and i mean the mm-hmm. power is inherent uh, the moment you approach uh and i certainly felt it so i can only imagine won't have to imagine too much longer i'll be there what it will be like this year so we're certainly looking well forward i think to it's it. going to be highly magnified and yes. on, you know, and with this con- conjunction taking place on the twelfth, it's going to be, uh, I think, beyond <laughs> beyond anything we can imagine. Wow. Uh, and and I, as I told you, Alexis, I'm going there ten days before yes. because they told me there were things I needed to reconnect to through my Pleiadian family that le- they left for me to receive now at the base of Uluru. Um, in before the conference, so that's interesting. Will you be sharing 
perchance what you have discovered by the time you get to the conference with the audience? Absolutely, I will. <laughs> Talk about That's that. Part of my work is sharing and passing on the divine economy. That's always my been my work is is passing on and self empowerment to others. So I will look forward to doing that. I, well, I'll look forward to receiving it for sure. Oh my gosh, the time has flown. No surprise. <laughs> no surprise. Well, I tell you what, folks out there, uh, we're going to have to end this conversation, but you don't have to stop listening to Christine. You can obviously you can find Christine at her website. We're going to have her uh, tell you where uh, to find her. But I also want to put in, you can still listen to her. Come to Uluru. It's not out of the question. I don't know where you are. I know you're all over the world, but I do want you to take a chance. Take take a chance. <laughs> take a chance. Go to cosmicconsciousness.com.au. Do more than take a chance. Take a look at it and see if uh, you might be able to make it. I think tickets are still available. Obviously, for those of us here in the States, it would be quite the trek. Uh, but you never know. And for those who are in the vicinity, you still have a chance to, to get there. That's what I meant to say. You have a chance to go. So go check it out so you can hear more of what Christine has to say. I am really anxious to hear of what your what revelations may come to you, my dear, while you are traveling the base of this incredible structure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, yeah. I do know it's going to be life changing for me. Yeah. And I think anybody on the planet is going to be changed by this. Mm. Um, and everyone at the conference will be very changed by this. Oh, boy. We'll so be reporting. I think we need to, yeah, we, I think we're placing ourselves perfectly mm. um, for the destiny that we've come here to receive. So, it just fills me with a lot of joy Absolutely. and a lot of gratitude. I was going to say gratitude for me first and foremost and humility. I think mm -hmm. I, I've been using that word a lot lately. Humility yeah. is something that has to be sustained in the face of something so powerful, although we are connected to it. Humility, yeah. universal Absolutely. humility. Tell us where people can find your work. Now, I'm before you even do that, I'm going to go ahead and let people know. I've been listening to your Palladian broadcasts uh, recently over on your YouTube channel, which are lovely. So I would suggest going over there to Christine's YouTube channel. But other than that, where else can they find your great work, Christine? Um, I have a, a website, christinedayonline.com, but I have um, also articles in the Edge magazine. Um, oh, I, I write about what's coming up. So if you really want to read about what this, this is all about for the 2020, I have a 2,000-word article every month in the Edge magazine. So that's always helpful. Okay. And I have online programs and free things you can listen to to have a direct experience, free broadcasts directly from our galactic receiving station in Grand Marais, which are incredibly powerful. And I'm just about to go up to Grand Marais tomorrow to do the last one for the year before we go to Australia. So um, that will be up on the website in the next 10 days or so. Anyway, so fantastic. feels right, go for it. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have the links as always. So you can do it with the click of a button, you'll be there and listen to more of Christine's great wisdom from herself, uh, through her, from the Pleiadians and beyond. It is a blessing, my dear. You are a blessing. And I am so excited to meet you in a few short weeks. I it's can't be wait, great. Alexis. I'm so glad we've connected oh, here. Oh, likewise, likewise. Um, in readiness for a very special connection at Uluru. Absolutely. Just the beginning. 
for everyone. Yes. And it's a beautiful thing. So yeah. thank you. Don't hang up. I'm just going to say goodbye to the journeyers for now. As always, we are so grateful that you tune into Higher Journeys. And for more great messages, keep tuning in. We love you. You take care.